become a change maker in the health industry today. Enroll for the Functional Nutrition course and become an internationally recognized expert on the vitalistic philosophy of food and nutrition with our friends at the Functional Nutritional Academy. Register now and receive a six-week bonus accreditation course providing you with the business tools to start and grow your own business and get a whopping $1,000 discount. So don't delay. Start your healthcare career today at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. That's thewellnesscouch.com forward slash functional. This edition of 100 Not Out is proudly brought to you by our 2018 longevity experience to the Greek island of Ikaria. Known as the island where people forget to die, Ikarians experience 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, and 20% less heart disease, and live longer than anyone else on the planet. To find out why this is and experience Ikaria for yourself, come join myself, Damien Christoph, and an intimate group of like-minded souls for an all-inclusive 9-night, 10-day life-changing immersion. Watch the highlights video, get all of your info, and apply on over at 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the legend himself, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. G'day, mate. How are you? I am flying. Uh, great to hear your voice. I know you are flying as well. I don't want to date stamp this podcast with too many mentions of football, but I know you're flying and that's all I'm going to say. Um, before we get into a very, very that's special true. guest, which we're excited to talk about and talk with today, we must remind our listeners that this episode proudly brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Experience in the Greek island of Ikaria, June 25 to July 4, 10 days of paradise on the island where people forget to die. To find out more and snap up any remaining spots, go to 100 Not Out. Com. Now, Damo, this yes, is a little bit exciting. This is going to be a little bit of a so controversial exciting. episode. It's going to be content rich. We're so? going to be, yeah, because this is the stuff that a lot of people, people know. No, 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 ah, no. People I, inherently know. Yeah, you I, think it's going to be that controversial? Yeah, I think the way that we spin this content today is really going to get people thinking about what's happening in their lives. And let me give a bit of context, and then we'll get stuck into right. this. Our very good, good. special guest on 100 Not Out today is a man that I had the great fortune of meeting, Damo, at a recent Well & You event. Shout out to our wonderful friends, Amanda and co. at Well & You. Amanda, yes, well done. Daniel Angelini was also speaking at this event. And Dan worked in the IT industry for 12 years and in some of the biggest companies companies uh, in Australia. We're talking Telstra, we're talking ANZ, and more recently, Uber. Dan went on to have some form of epiphany, which we will find out. He wrote a remarkable book called The Sitting Epidemic, which I was lucky enough to look through at the recent Well and New event. It is jam uh, full of uh, not just stats, but really just emotionally moving content that makes you want to avoid sitting um, at any rate. But most importantly, 
Uh, Dan has gone on to create the Movi stand-up desk, and it is hands down the world's best stand-up desk. We're going to talk not just about the desk, not just about the sitting epidemic, but really, particularly with our experiences in Ikeria last year, just why we can no longer tolerate sitting in our lives anymore. His research is uh, has the backing of, of, of over 80 medical journals. Um, he's uh, interviewed health experts from all around the world, and he's been good enough to join us on 100 Not Out. Dan Angelini, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, guys. That was a fantastic introduction. Oh, look, He's not bad, is he? He does a good job. I do my best. I, I, I do my best. But, Dan, this is something which has been bugging me ever since I heard you uh, speak at the Well and New event. Uh, for memory, you spoke about sitting. Um, I think it was you, you've developed the art of sitting for around four hours a day maximum. Does my memory serve me correctly? That's right. I mean, that's what I try to work towards, um, and it's really coming from awareness throughout the day of how much sitting time you're accumulating. Um, a lot of the time, we don't even really uh, have any awareness about how much we're actually sitting when you think about you know, when you're, when you're eating, when you're driving, you're in meetings, you're in the office, before you know it, if you start to actually write down this time, you have a huge amount of time that you're sitting. And then when we correlate that to the health research, we can see that there's a lot of health problems. So four hours was, uh, was a target that I set when I started to get into this. And that, that sort of allows you to keep why, moving. Why, and break that, up why day. four hours? Why four hours, mate? For, for, look, I mean, the key thing here is um, you don't need to go from your current lifestyle to, to that. That's a pretty extreme change and it takes time. And, and I always say to people, you know, it's a transition. Uh, it takes time. You want to work up to that. But four hours was what I kind of worked out to be um, the sort of the right amount of time for me. That's what worked for me. And that allowed me to introduce other things throughout the day like walking meetings, standing up when I was on phone calls, you know, walking groups at lunchtime, um, standing up on the train on the way to work and all of these little things. And then as a result of doing all of that, I kind of landed at that four-hour uh, amount of sitting time at the end of the day. So that also, um, that also is sort of about the threshold where you get rid of all of the risks, that, the health risks that are related to sitting too much. I've just stood up. I couldn't handle that conversation. I just stood up. <laughs> so I've, I've pulled the microphone and <laughs> off my desk. I was going to actually say, I was going to actually say a question to our listeners right now. What are you doing? You're yeah, probably sitting. Oh, I know. And you're probably I was sitting just at the microphone. That's hilarious. Yep. And this is the thing, though. As I said, Damo, like it's sitting, and everyone. A lot of people know that sitting is not a great thing, but it is so inherent. It's so ingrained. Like when I record a podcast, 99% of the, de- the time I sit down, I could stand up. I am now. Yeah, right. Mm. But it's so ingrained. Well, the interesting thing behind it is when I started this journey, I was probably like most people, you hear a little bit about it, you read a bit about it in the media and you see a headline and that sort of thing. But I couldn't believe how much quality research there was and this is you know medical journals from some of the biggest institutes in the world we've got you know ucla and baker idi in sydney and world health organization these these big health thought leaders all around the world publishing a lot of really extensive information i was really shocked um and some of the stats that i came across were were sort of mind-blowing and that's originally what drew me more and more into 
this topic and eventually wanting to create a solution for it. Um, one of the facts in particular was around, was from the World Health Organization. It's around physical inactivity being the fourth highest risk factor of death globally now. So we've got, we've got high blood pressure, tobacco use, high blood glucose, which is diabetes, and then number four is physical inactivity. So yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Wow. And, that's, and physical that's, inactivity probably so, contribute to number one and number three on that list as well. <laughs> well, that's it. And, and number number three, and so that's coming in at number four. Number three and four are actually 0.1 of a percent apart. So this is creeping up. So, you know, in five, 10, 20 years, physical inactivity might not be number four. It might be number two. And, and that's coming just from our um, from our inherently from our modern way of working and living and and um, unfortunately we often don't get a chance to stop and think about what we're doing. We just you know we're always going at high speed. So it was just something that really struck a chord with me probably three or four years ago, um, and that amongst other things really drove this passion project forward. Damo, this is what I find interesting. Um, it's almost like reverse engineering what we talk about on 100 Not Out in terms of the importance of moving and maybe that nutrition is is less important than what a lot of people uh, consider. But I, I reflect back to our time in Ikaria. You know, they have no public transport. Um, they hardly use their cars. If they want to catch up with a neighbor, they will walk to go and meet yeah. them. They don't see it um, – uh, as a choice that they make, they all, they just see it as the lifestyle that they live. It's kind of like, well, that's just what we do. Um, but we've created almost like an anti-movement lifestyle in in what well, we do. Well, it kind of came about through ergonomics. You know, there was this whole thing probably 15 years ago. You remember Lawrence used to talk about, you know, he was studying to be an ergonomist. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, Whilst, whilst the Canadians were building blackberries, he was starting to be an ergonomist. And he uh, he went out to, you know, workplaces and would set up their desks and their chairs so they have an ergonomic desk space. And, um, and, and so everyone was, you know, moving in that direction. So it's kind of like you did the best you could to get the best quality or the best setup as an, you know, in an ergonomic sense so you wouldn't strain your wrist or strain your neck or strain your eyesight, but very little regard given to the whole movement component because that's kind of just been developing. But it's really interesting, and, and I think this is great, Daniel, that you managed to find this research in the World Health Organization because so much great research and recommendation comes from the World Health Organization, but not much actually gets actioned by the government. And I find it amazing mm. that the World Health Organization says this but our government in Australia does absolutely SFA to get that going. So, mm. what what then motivated you to go and do something? Um, yeah, you know, to get- well, that's a it's a great point, and I think what it, what it was was being a catalyst between these research institutes who have these facts, and and you know some of these uh, a lot of them are recently recently published, but um, there is an increasing amount of research on this topic from about 2005. So there's even more as the years go on and, you know, over the last three, four years, there's been more and more, but this stuff has been out there for, you know, a decade um, with this kind of conclusion and it stays within that sort of health research academic bubble. So the point of putting this book together was to try and synthesize a lot of that, talk to health experts and make it simple for people to understand I originally thought when I when I heard about this, you know, sitting is the new smoking topic probably 
four years ago. It was coming out of the US. I thought it was a bit of an opinion piece, and I just thought, okay, this is this is a you know a, another headline grabber. Um, and then after some some personal things and some family things to do with lower back pain, my dad, my brother, and I were all kind of in in the office, professionals sitting all all the time. Then the two things with that headline and this this kind of back problem started me thinking about okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and do my own research. But surely twelve years of sitting down in an office wouldn't contribute to low back pain. Like sitting every day for you know twelve hours a day, surely that has nothing to do with low back pain, Dan. Well, it does. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely be persistent. Don't worry, I'm just being slightly yeah, sarcastic. Yeah. It's being sarcastic. Yes, don't yeah, take definitely. that seriously, Dan. Well, look, in simple terms, and, and I didn't realise this, Damo, you could talk to this for a lot more detail than I can, but um, the experts say when you're sitting, you put 40% more pressure on your lower back, and when you're slouching forward, you put 90% more pressure on your lower back than when you're standing up. So that, to me, shows that our body is designed for movement, and that's what we need. If, if we were sitting and the pressure was lower, then we would be designed to sit, but we're not. It actually increases. So... So, yeah, that, that was – I, I found it really amazing that there was this incredible research. There's all these health statistics and facts and, and research studies, you know, covering hundreds of thousands of people. And then it felt like that was staying within that community and there wasn't really – every time you'd read an article about um, sitting and standing and all this sort of thing, there's often not a whole lot of quality references behind it. So – as a reader, when you're none the wiser, you just you're not sure about the credibility of what someone's writing about, and that's what I wanted to change with this book. So in this book, we've got reference, direct references to over 80 medical journals, 20 health experts, and we've actually included all of the links to every single journal. So if you grab the ebook, you can you can click on the link and you can see for yourself all the detail behind um, you know different different journals that were out there that we've referenced in this book. Here's, here's what's important. And, and, and Dan, and I said this to you when I first met you, and I'm going to say it again. I don't even know if you and Damo combined understand how important your book is because every company around the world that has that has more than one employee has people that can have their lives torn apart by their habit of sitting for 12 hours a day. As Dr. John DeCal said on your website, we are on a 12-hour flight every day based on our sitting habits and we're lying down or sitting for 90% of our day plus. Just have one employee that has a chronic low back problem, particularly if they do nothing about it and they end up in surgery and then that impacts their family life and their income potential and their social life and their health and all the rest of it. I said to you when I first met you, I can't believe you managed to dedicate a whole book to sitting and its effects. But then when you consider how much it's been researched, the input of health professionals, every person listening to this podcast that is in a a working environment must share that book with their boss or their HR manager or someone who's in charge of their workplace health because this is one of the, as you said at the beginning, it's one of the greatest causes of either premature death or, or, or chronic illness. And I don't want to over-dramatize yeah, it, but because it is sitting, which is a very low-level unconscious, as Damo and I both experienced at the beginning of this episode, it's a very unconscious habit. It's not like smoking where it's in your face and it smells. Sitting doesn't yeah. do that. And the the... 
the the fact that you know we we go to this Greek island career and we see them not sitting. The only time they sit is when they enjoy quality time with their family around the dining table, having deep and meaningful conversations and having kids talk to their grandparents and all the rest of it. It's pretty much the only time that they sit. The rest of their time, they're standing up in the kitchen making food. They're on the farm tending to the land. They're swimming in the ocean. They're dancing at a panagetti. They're they're standing and they're moving. I want to ask you about schools and kids in a moment, but I want to mention, because we haven't mentioned it yet, you have um, officially released your your movie, um, your movie stand-up desk. It's available on Kickstarter at the moment. From what I can tell at the time of this recording, it's already over 50% funded, so congratulations to you. I know Damo and I and Brett have got one coming our way as well, which is very exciting. But if people go to movieworkspace.com, they can see a lot of the health experts um, sharing their knowledge and insights on this, but you can also get this Movie stand-up desk um, and the book as well um, at a very special introductory price. So that's movieworkspace, M-O-V-I, workspace.com. But we'll mention that more at the end of the episode. I want to ask you about kids and, and where schools are at because really, you know, I'm at the stage now and Damo is as well. We both have school-age kids. It's not getting any better for the younger generation. How do they make the shift? For sure. Well, this is an interesting thing and this is definitely something that we have out on our horizon for 2018. It's something we started looking into this year. We covered a lot of the research that's coming out of the US in this space, but from a product perspective, there's there's really limited options for schools to be able to convert their classrooms into something that's more active um, at an affordable price that's quick and easy that they can take out of a box and get going straight away. So similarly to the office solution of a standing desk, why that appealed to me was because, you know, we're, we're there in front of the computer, we're working for kids, they're at their desk, they're, they're studying, um, kids of all ages, you know, they're at the desk learning for so many hours a day. So if we if we can change that a little bit, then that helps us to reduce those total sitting hours. And what they've seen in the US is that there's been a huge improvement in um, in the reduction in cases of diabetes, in cases of being overweight and obese, and an increase in concentration and attention span of kids. So the US are really leading the way in this space and they're doing lots of research trials to prove that there is a real tangible benefit here. For adults, it's the same thing. If you're in the office and you're on your feet standing, there's there's a lot of benefit. There is, um, you know, there's better circulation, your back improves, your metabolism increases, your breathing capacity increases. Um, there's been research showing that productivity can increase by as much as 50% as well. So I, I think that comes back to movement, energy, blood flow, all those sorts of things that really um, are natural for our body. And for, for people of all ages, that's going to be a great thing um, for kids. And, you know, when we say kids, we could be talking about primary school. We could be talking about um, kids in year 12 who are 17, 18 years old. But the stats in Australia show that from the age of 15, 70% of people are actually sedentary now. So this is not just a, you know, a, a thing for, for adults to think about. It's actually something that's affecting people from from a really young age as well. So there's definitely um, lots of great positive um, things that are coming out of the US in that space. And it's something we'd like to explore next year too with a product that we can tailor and design specifically for the classroom because we think that that's really important to, to make this change early as possible. And I feel like 
um, it's difficult for people to to grasp and you know we're creatures of habit so we take as adults we take a long time to change habits I think it's really important for younger generations to understand what the body's designed for and, and how important movement is and to become more aware of sedentary lifestyles and physical inactivity given that we're so surrounded by technology and screen time and you know tvs and sitting in the car and all those sorts of things that's our new way of life that's fine we need to adapt to that but we need to be mindful of the impact that has and how much time we are we're, we're doing with sitting and, and all that sort of thing because if we if we don't become mindful of it these statistics that we see around uh you know cancer, heart problems, back problems, diabetes, obesity, all these sorts of things which are trending up and up and up every single year will just continue to go in that direction. So it's it's just a it's a really fundamental thing. And as you say, it's something we don't even think about. It's unassuming. We do it all the time. We've been doing it for years. What's wrong with that? But um, as, as more and more of this research becomes, um, you know, takes center stage in the health world, I think people will start to notice that this is a really big thing. And I think it just comes from modern lifestyle. You know, we have, we have um, no boundaries or restrictions on technology and the way we live now. Um, you think about smoking, you know, you could smoke on the plane back in the 70s. It was okay to do that. So, you know, I, I kind of think about where will we be in, in 10 years' time? Will it be regulated that everyone in, the, in an office environment has the option of sitting and standing or will we have you know, enforced breaks every one, two hours and, and things that promote movement throughout the day rather than, you know, getting into work, grabbing a coffee, locking into your chair, not moving for four hours until you have lunch. And that's when the problems really arise. Yeah, that's a really great, they're really great points. And my wife works for a big multinational company. Um, in fact, she's the head of uh, human resources there. So, Dan, I might have to put you in touch with her because mm, uh, sure. that would be quite a cool thing to uh, sell through, I'm sure, six or 700 extra t- uh, movies. That would be quite nice. Uh, <laughs> sure. just, putting, just putting it out there, right? But um, No pressure, Amber. Uh, it, yeah, I know, right? Amber, <laughs> I'll bring the CEO into it as well. So we'll, we'll do both. But um, it's interesting because I, uh, there was a campaign that was done by the Chiropractic Association of Australia a couple of years ago and it was um, – there was it was called the sit right campaign so there was that um and then the the next campaign that followed up from that was which is the year after was the just get moving uh campaign and so what they did is they did this little um uh kind of cartoon about how people spend their day and they're trying to decide we're trying to illustrate to people how much time they actually have for moving around like the, in a general day so you wake up from a, a, a lying recumbent position and you walk to maybe go to the bathroom uh, some people might sit down some people might stand up then they go and have a shower but then they go back to dry themselves and then sit down to put their socks on and they walk from mm-hmm. there to the table to then sit down to have breakfast and then walk from there to get the keys to go to yep. the car to sit down to drive for whatever it takes. And then you drive to the office, yep. you try to get the car park closest you can to the office. Then yep. you, you walk inside to sit down for whatever period of time until you get up to then walk to get your food to then go and sit down to eat your food. Um, yep. And so there's, you know, and they followed this pattern and it worked out that it was about an hour and 45 minutes of um, time left to go and do purposeful movement. Yeah, and so sure. that whole incidental under the understanding of incidental movement or incidental Definitely. exercise um, started to become broadcast. But we see our kids like, and I love that you brought up these teenagers because my son's seventeen, and 
Um, yeah. Definitely, he's a screenager for sure. Like he's like staring yeah. down the barrel of these things all the time. Um, yeah. But you know, we've tried to create a, a workspace for him that where he stands up more, where he actually you know is off his screens more. The idea that we can educate and teach our kids at a young age that standing is the way to go is. Is yeah. so great. It's so great because it's good for their neck posture, which is amazing sure. for their thinking, for their energy. A lot of people complain their kids are always tired, and the kids complain that they've always got sore backs. Well, if they weren't looking yeah. down as much, it'd be a great thing. So the standing thing's amazing. I love it. I love that you've got a Kickstarter campaign going for it too. Definitely. I mean, you must see that with postural issues all the time. I, I see it with kids on iPads. You know, they hang their head right over this iPad and they're looking down, yeah. and you know, they're probably not aware of it either. But um, well, you know, something. Sorry, Dan. There's a really interesting stuff. I'll just share this. Like, the, there's a gravitational weight line that, as a um, as a chiropractor, an osteopath, physio, neuro specialist, whatever, we're all very aware of. And this gravitational weight line is a, a line drawn from the middle point of C2, which is called the dens, down to the end margin of C7. And our ears or our C2 should have a straight line um, going down between those. And, and if that C2 vertebrate moves forward from that gravitational weight line by just 21 millimeters your head actually weighs an extra eight kilograms for every 21 millimeters wow. so if you think about the impact of that on the spine the nervous system low back because you're pulling the spinal cord up by bringing your head forward all the time mm. that's a huge issue and so we get headaches and back pain and they're they're concomitant they work together you know it's yeah so We've got to stop and I it. noticed um, when I was looking into the statistics around um, lower back pain and, and, and back problems and at what age that was occurring, and if you wind the clock, the clock back a little bit, generally the bell curve starts, you know, maybe late 20s, peaks in the, in the 40s, some, something around that, and then, and then tapers off a little bit. And I'm sure you've, you've seen something similar to that. But um, as years go on, this bell curve is actually getting pushed to the left. So, so the bell curve is starting much earlier and now it starts from 15, 16, 17 years old and people are getting lower back pain conditions and reporting them at that age where, whereas, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, that was never the case. Um, so, you know, look, I, I think incidental movement is definitely, is definitely the answer here. I think the standing desk is a great solution because we're at our desk anyway for so many hours of the day, but as much as I'd love everyone to rush out and, and grab one, you can do a whole lot. And that's what we've actually dedicated a section to in the book, which talks about, okay, you can change things right now by becoming aware of your habits and making a change. So, you know, it's, it's how you get to work in the morning. It's what you do at lunchtime. It's how you run meetings. It's taking regular breaks in the office. It's um, introducing exercise into your day and, and allowing some time to get away from the computer throughout the day um, and it's those sorts of things which you can have a huge impact with straight away just by, um, you know, changing the way you work. And, and that normally happens when you get a group of people together and you say, okay, let's do this collectively and let's rethink about how we can make our workday more healthy because so many of us spend so much time trying to be healthy outside of work with you know, exercise classes and yoga and Pilates and seeing a, a practitioner and eating well and all these sorts of things. But we're often cramming those into very small amounts of time around our really hectic workday schedule. So we've got this big slab of time throughout the week, you know, 40, 50 hours of work time throughout the week. And then we try and be healthy outside of that. So 
it's a bit of a contrast. If we can actually make that big slab of time more healthy for us by by introducing more movement, then we get a huge amount of benefit from that and we avoid a lot of these health problems. Dan, I'm hearing one thing here. Um, it's it's the workplace, but it's also the home space as well. I'm thinking for our listeners, it's important to think about this as a very, very good and important Christmas present. This is a family Christmas present that everyone in the house can benefit from. We've spoken about the impact that that it can have in the workspace. But for everyone listening, we're very family friendly here at the Wellness Couch. As Damo just said, he's got uh, Jackson, teenage uh, school kid. I've got younger kids, seven, four, one, who doesn't quite need a stand-up desk yet, Tommy. But um, as the kids get older, they need to know that this is the new normal, so to speak. And so for everyone listening, if it was me, my recommendation would be look at this as a wonderful family Christmas present because this is the type of um, culture shock that our families need as much as our work uh, places need. So um, here's how it works. You've got a Kickstarter campaign going on at the moment. At the time of this recording, you're over 50% funded, which is wonderful. But there is absolutely, this is the time to get on board the moviworkspace.com website and check out the Movi stand-up desk. You'll see some incredible videos there. Again, Dr. John, Dr. John Tacal uh, is at his greatest. Um, he's got the energy and the enthusiasm high, sharing um, his insights there. But um, there you've got special prices, Dan, for multiple desks. So if you've got multiple kids and you want them to have a desk in their own room or if you're in a business and you want to order multiple desks, I see you've got some special rates there. Um, again, all the details are at moviworkspace.com. Um, and again, Dan, we really uh, want to get this message out there. I think enough's enough. We are sitting too much. Uh, something has to change. Stop the rot. Let's get up off our butt. And uh, well done to you, great man, for having the vision and the foresight and the tenacity to create um, not just a beautiful stand-up desk, that, but one that can, uh, from what I can tell, it can fit anyone. I think you don't have to be five foot ten or, or smaller. You can be up to six foot four in height. So even for the tall ones out there, um, it can work. And even for people that have got a, a couple of uh, screens or even three screens on their desk, it can actually um, tolerate that weight as well. So well done again. Again, on your uh, foresight, and uh, thanks so much for joining us on 100 Not Out. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Marcus, Damo, thank you very much for your time. It's been awesome chatting to you. No worries at all, Dan. That website again, folks, movi, M-O-V-I, workspace.com. Damo, thanks again for your wisdom as always on 100 Not Out. My pleasure, Marcus. And uh, to find out more about <laughs> Sorry, Damo, go to damienchristoff.com. My pleasure. No worries. <laughs> Learn more about myself at marcuspierce.com.au. And for the full range of Wellness Couch podcasts, head on over to thewellnesscouch.com. Until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. We hope you enjoyed this edition of 100 Not Out. Now, if you love this episode and you love longevity, then you are invited to join Damien and I at our 2018 Longevity Experience on the Greek island of Ikaria. This is a nine-night, 10-day, all-inclusive immersion based at Thayer's Inn and Restaurant, TripAdvisor's number one place to be in Ikaria. Together, we'll be living the Icarian lifestyle, eating, moving, dancing, socializing, learning, 
and a whole lot more. This is a lifestyle that has 80% less dementia, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease and the highest count of centenarians per capita in the world. They don't call it the island where people forget to die for nothing. To find out more and to apply, go to www.100notout.com. Applications are processed on a first-in, first-served basis, so even if you aren't 100% sure, your best bet is to fill out the application form. It is completely free to apply and only takes two minutes. We would love to have you there, so head over to 100notout.com for all the info. Until next week, thanks again for your support and may the rest of your life be the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.